You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Now let's expand the conversation. Say hello to our friend Josh Alper, ProFootballTalk.com. Josh, like everybody else, we are going through withdrawal because we know there's no football coming up this weekend, so we're already looking ahead to the fall. What are your way-too-early expectations? This is unfair, but you can roll with it. For the Colts, presuming Andrew Luck will be 100% coming back from missing the entire season. Josh McDaniels, innovative play caller, and they have a top-five pick. Uh, well, my, my expectations, they'd be much, much better than they are this year. But I, I do think it's unrealistic to expect Andrew Luck to hit the ground as exactly the same player. I think it's going to take some time and, and work things out to a new offense first and foremost. And, you know, just the rust that accumulates with that much time off. But I expect them to be a creative and uh, exciting offense, certainly with Josh McDaniels calling the plays. But I, I think there's still a lot of work to do on defense, even with a – a top five pick there, there's work to do at receiver and, and the offensive line. So I, I think that this is, uh, you know, if they can get back into being competitive and, and around 500, I think that's a big success. And, and I think that if that, if there's enough pieces there to do that, things can certainly break right. And, uh, and playoff content. Josh, how vulnerable has the New England Patriots become since you have, uh, Pat, Pat Patricia, who's gone, Pat, excuse me. Yeah, Patricia, he's out of there. Matt Patricia, that is, excuse me. Josh McDaniels, he's gone. You have JJ, JJ, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's not in. Uh, and then all of a sudden you see this team lose a championship like they just lost along with. You have Rob Gronkowski, who's having conversations about trying to figure out what he's, what he's going to do. How vulnerable is this team moving forward, considering their quarterback is also being long in the tooth? Uh, well, I, I think that in the short term, the, the Gronkowski question is the one that, that would be most concerning to me about vulnerability because I think you take him off that offense and, and all of a sudden it's not, this isn't meant to get denigrated any other guys there, but it, it is a lot more ordinary looking in offense. The second half on Sunday night when, when they made that run back into the game and, and ultimately took the lead, they were going to Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski, and Rob Gronkowski. And so you take that out of the offense. There's no one who can replace that. And and that's just, you know, that's a simple fact. And, and if he's not there, then that offense has to be completely rethought and reworked. So that that's a bigger deal to me than the assistants. Um, again, no denigration to McDaniels and Patricia, but the Patriots have done that before. Longer term, yeah, I think this is another year where, where you're going to see the, the Patriots probably move early to take a quarterback in the draft if there's one they like because they have to think about what's after Tom Brady. And whether that means Bill Belichick will still be there at that point or not uh, is going to probably become like a yearly guessing game at this point. But, but you have to start thinking about life after Brady. But immediate vulnerability if Gronkowski's back and accepting that there's a lot of work to be done on defense. Uh, I'll still bet on, on Bill Belichick figuring it out in, in a way that keeps them uh, at the top of the AFC East, if nothing else. Taking you around the league with our pal Josh Alper, ProFootballTalk.com. I saw you tweeting from the press box in Minnesota. So beyond watching the game, you are schmoozing with members of the media, picking up intel. Where did the report come from that Rob Gronkowski might be pondering retirement? How was that question even posed to him postgame? Well, I, I know that, that we had heard uh, at PFT that that he had a very hard time passing the 
Concussion, uh, passing the test to get out of the concussion protocol. Uh, that hit from Barry Church in the AFC Championship game was a real whopper and, and took a number on him. And we'd also heard that, you know, members of his family have talked to him about retiring and saying to him that you played eight years, you've made a lot of money, and, and he's certainly a guy who's set up for a wonderful career after the game because he's such an engaging personality and whether he moves into our business or, I mean, I don't think it's out of the question. You could see him being in, in movies or, or oh, other, all other sorts of, of uh, entertainment roles that I, I think that some people in his family have been at, talking to him about that. And that's where uh, I know my Florian, my boss tweeted something out about it. it 99% wild guess that something like that would come up and, and we'll see what happens. But I, I that's where that's where we got it from, uh, and and that's where we got it from a PFT, and so that's what we, you know, that's what we, that guess was about, and and if that led to the question, I, I would imagine other people had heard similar things. Play GM in Philadelphia. How do you handle Nick Foles and his success on this football team, knowing that this city's been waiting for this forever? But yet you've made three moves from the 13th spot, I think it was, to the eighth spot, to the second spot to get a Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz goes out, throws his first interception. What, what, what are you thinking about doing, understanding that that could be uh, the response if something, were like that, something like that were to happen with Nick Foles as the backup on this team? Yeah, well, it's a great question, Cordell. And I, and I think the first thing you do is you're, you're very, very patient about it because – Carson went to tours ACL in December. I don't think it's a sure thing that he's going to be ready week one. And you certainly hope he is, but if he's not, you need a, a another option. And obviously Foles would be the best of those options. Now, if that feels untenable, that, that Foles isn't willing to, to go into that role and, and for whatever reason expresses the desire to move on. I think you have to you know, seriously consider granting that because it doesn't do you much good to have a guy who, who doesn't want to be there um, if Wentz is okay, and then you're just going to exacerbate the problem as the season moves on. But I, I think to trade him straight off the bat would be very difficult because of that, that question about Wentz, unless you line up someone else to be that backup and the offers are just so overwhelming for Foles' service that you can then wind up filling that spot with a veteran now, maybe take a, another quarterback, or you could just continue to improve the rest of the team around Wentz and, and whoever else is there at quarterback. And, and I think, you know, the, the best approach for that is to let things play their course other places, because once that free agent flurry happens in March, someone's probably going to be left without their preferred dance partner. And, and that's only going to make your price go up when you've got the Super Bowl MVP as a, as a potential acquisition. Chatting with Josh Alper, ProFootballTalk.com. Josh, last one for me. We know the Patriots aren't going to budge when it comes to telling the story as to what led to the benching of Malcolm Butler. Do you think it would aid Butler to get ahead of this story, get his version of the truth out, either himself or via his agent, because right now we're just dealing with a lot of rumor and innuendo. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's heading for free agency, and, and teams will want to know. Now, whether that constitutes uh, the, the same as him needing everybody in the world to know, I, I don't know. I, I think that the two, though, do go hand in hand. It, it's it's going to be a big contract, and, and selling that to a fan base is going to be a lot easier if everyone understands that, this isn't a, an undue level of risk. Uh, so I, I do think it would, it would certainly help him. Uh, I, I don't know when, when that'll happen, 
but uh, I would think that it would happen sometime fairly soon so that it can turn the page into, into something else rather than continue to get brought up every time his name is linked with a team. The amazing thing, when you think the quarterback year is over with, you end up coming to the next season, this becomes one. Look at the guys that are coming in out of the draft to, to the players that are actually going to be free agents, Kirk Cousins and players like that who we assume is going to be the higher-paid quarterback um, this offseason. But Drew Brees, do you think the New Orleans Saints get this done and not make this a, a murky situation and cause us to go on a, a crazy tour of wondering what the heck the Benson family is, is doing? Are they going to get it done? Uh, I do think they'll get it done. I, I think that, uh, you know, we, we might enjoy it if it if it did turn into a, a circuit. We have probably, you know, Cousins is the biggest free agent since since Peyton Manning. Breeze would be even bigger. Uh, but I, I don't see a chance that, that the Saints don't get this done. He, he is the Saints at this point, right? And yep. uh, he's still playing at such a high level that it, it, it would seem crazy to, to roll the dice on someone else when you have – these pieces in place for this team that was uh, a miracle pass away from the NFC championship game. Josh, great information as always. Glad we had a chance to say hello in Minnesota and we'll chat with you soon again on the NFL on TuneIn. Absolutely. Enjoy as much as you can the offseason. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.